Hello there, my name is Alyssa Olenek. I am obsessed with all things exercise, science, outdoors, and growing an honest online business. I've spent the last 10 years studying exercise physiology, nutrition, and metabolism, and I'm here to help you move past the extremes in the fitness and wellness industries to have the real conversations we're not often willing to have with a sprinkle of sass and a whole lot of truth. I'm here to help you confidently live with me in the messy middle. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Messy Middle Podcast. I'm so excited to be back today to talk about one of my very favorite topics, as you know, if you follow along on my Instagram stories all the time, and that is lazy list nutrition. So when I talk about lazy list nutrition, a lot of people tend to think that I am saying that I'm a lazy person or that you're a lazy person if you eat or cook this way, and it's honestly the opposite. We are busy people. We probably have all these obligations and priorities. We are expending mental energy everywhere in our lives all the time. Listen, I get it. Honestly, feeding myself is one of the biggest inconveniences of my life, but unfortunately, I require a lot of food for all the activities that I do, and I'm very passionate about being well-fed and everything that I do, and I want women to be as well. And so the way that I can keep up with my food demands or just feeding myself enough food to function as a human is by reducing the mental effort and being more efficient in how I feed myself. Now, lazy does not mean unhealthy, quote unquote, if you wanna call that. Lazy doesn't mean, quote unquote, bad foods. Lazy doesn't mean that you are a giant piece of crap for eating this way. Lazy means that you have precious mental energy to expend on your kids, your degree, your classes, your job, what your family, your cleaning, whatever it is, your significant other. We have so many amazing things in our lives that we want to pour mental energy to, especially if you come from a history of yo-yo dieting or messy relationship with food. It can feel exhausting all the time to make these like super nitpicky food choices, yada, yada, yada. And so whether you track your food or not, making your meals simple and efficient can help everyone. And it actually can help you practice fundamentally like positive nutrition choices while also not making it feel like a huge mental burden, which I think is what most people want. And so I am sharing this episode today with essentially how to make your grocery list, how to shop, how to think about approaching your meals. If you're someone who chooses to track macronutrients while doing this, you absolutely can. Currently, right now, I am. In the past, I've gone through large phases where I don't, and I follow the same exact rules whether I'm monitoring my food intake or not. I don't want anyone to think that they are required to do this. If anything, the tools of which I'm going to talk to you about today are for those who don't want to be glued to their phone with another app and want to just be able to make healthy, easy, low-effort meals that allow them to feel good, have sustained energy, not bonk and crash across the day or be starving or hangry by the mid-afternoon but rather allow them to find success without that huge mental effort. And so first, I want to talk to you about the five pinnacles of lazy list nutrition. Um, you might hear that some of my other friends like Laura Christa King will say things like, uh, cooking is canceled, which is kind of in the same realm of things. And so you're not a bad person for wanting to put low effort into these things, right? And so number one, is it frozen? Now, frozen doesn't need to be only frozen food, but essentially, is it food that is easily prepackaged made for you? But frozen can be really helpful because frozen vegetables, frozen fish is something that I do a lot of. Whatever other frozen meat, a lot of other meats come, you know, usually in their like packaged at room temperature in the fridge section of the thing. But you can get frozen chicken and frozen 
burger patties and things like that too. But frozen is helpful, especially for my friends who are maybe living on their own. They can't afford a ton of groceries at, at once that are going to go bad and throw it away. We've all had the giant family size spinach thing that we throw away by the end of the week. Like it helps navigate that situation. So it can actually save you some money in the end, but frozen isn't bad. We need to move away from the idea that frozen food is bad for you or is something that we should fear. No, I mean, fresh is great. Fresh food is great, but frozen food is a reason that I am a functioning human today through nine years of graduate school and so especially for my friends that are busy and have families and everything like frozen is helpful frozen vegetables are a game changer frozen food is an absolute game changer if you can just toss it in a pan and go and so then my next question is like can it be boiled so we're talking quinoa rice mac and cheese ramen noodles pierogies for my polish friends like me all those kind of things those really easy quick carbs being boiled is so helpful because you can kind of just leave it on the stove I and mean, you have to pay attention but you can kind of leave it and go and then have your food ready. Um, is it pre-packaged or pre-made? Now, I don't want you guys to get confused. Someone's going to be like, you're telling everyone to eat horrible processed foods. No, most foods are actually processed to some degree or packaged to some degree. That doesn't necessarily make them quote unquote bad or unhealthy, right? Like your peanut butter comes in a jar, but it's pretty much just peanuts and salt, right? So you have to, you know, look at these things through a different lens. Just because something comes in an aisle or a frozen section doesn't mean it's inherently bad for you. We need to move past. That's kind of a privileged take, but Pre-packaged or pre-made can be super, super helpful. Like we're talking that I recently started getting pre-packaged peanut butter packets because it made my life easier in the morning. Like it's all about whatever reduces that, like the effort on your behalf. Pre-made frozen meals, always having a couple of those around just for emergencies, especially if like you're someone who can't afford a meal prep service, but you might need a few emergency lunches for the week can be really helpful. And then the next one is, can it be cooked on a sheet pan? This is huge for me. You guys, one pan dinners, like go on Pinterest and look up one pan dinners. Like one pan dinners are it. One pan meal prep is it. You just toss a bunch of shit on a pan with maybe some foil or one of those like plastic heat resistance uh, cooking things that are reusable now that people have that I really need to get. Um, so can you just toss it on there? So I'll put things on there like salmon, Brussels sprouts, and like sweet potato tater tots and like toss them in the oven and like that's my dinner. It's super, super easy. And we'll talk about how my I take that mindset approach to pairing those things together in a second here. Um, and then can I, can I let it cook as I do something else? Most of the time, now I don't, recommend people extend themselves in their life maybe this much but sometimes we have days that we are this busy some days we have time where we can sit and take the time to cook and if you enjoy doing that there's nothing wrong with it but you know how often during really busy days or seasons of life or I'm testing or doing research or having a really heavy phase of business or a project that I just toss my dinner on a pan and I go and answer emails or I take a shower or whatever it needs or I fold my laundry whatever it needs to do but if it's tossed in the oven and it's cooking then you have whatever that 20, 30, 40, 60 minutes that you need to do it. Now, nowadays, a lot of people have the instant fryer things, which I really want to get one. I also don't even own a microwave now because Regis is a caveman. So I'm working on it. When we move, I will have a microwave and I am going to get an air fryer. That's it. I think I'm going to get one of those. So I'm going to move up in life and it's going to make my life a little easier. But can you can you reduce the effort of the cooking is what I'm saying. So you're not standing in the kitchen for those 60 minutes. You can go do something else that can help reduce your stress, take care of yourself, do the tasks you need to do or watch your kids or whatever it is. And then really 
this one is huge for like super, super lazy meals. Like I don't always follow this. Sometimes I add extra things, but does it require less than three ingredients to make? Like three ingredients or less? Like, can it just be like three food items with some seasoning or some sauce? Like that is super, super easy. Now three to five is probably a more realistic range, but you guys get the point. Not making these like 20 ingredient meals on a day that you're super rushed. Again, nothing wrong with making those, but if you can reduce that effort on your behalf, it just makes that decision fatigue at the end of the day so much less. And you guys all know what I'm talking about, right? So this is why meal prepping at the beginning of the week can be helpful. I am not the biggest fan of uh, individual meal prepping because I will get food fatigue across the week. Sometimes if I know that I have a busy week at work, I will do that. But what I will do more often now, especially working from home this last year, is I will bulk prep things. So right now in my fridge, I have bulk prepped quinoa, bulk prepped salmon, bulk prepped asparagus and bulk prepped Brussels sprouts saying bulk prepped that many times in a row was really hard and so that way I've been mixing and matching meals across the week I also have uh, loose leaf lettuce um, some other salad stuff and some other frozen things in my fridge so that way I mixed and matched my meals across the week so this week I recreated Zoe's Kitchen little tzatziki grain bowls because that was something that I've been really liking but I didn't want to spend the money on that every week um, but I also made like buffalo chicken Caesar salads this week with frozen buffalo chicken from Sam's Club. And so I had those random ingredients and I was able to mix and match them in a way that made my foods fun and variable, but also kind of like didn't feel like I was eating the same thing over and over again. And so bulk prepping random ingredients can be really helpful because then you can kind of mix and match meals without it being a ton of effort and just mixing like three to five things and then boom, you have a meal. So on that note, let's transition into three steps to making your meals easy. Stick to the basics. Honestly, guys, when it comes to fitness, nutrition, functioning as a human, I know we want to make things complicated, but sticking to the basics helps us so much when it comes to reducing the mental effort. You literally only have 100% to give each day, and if you're trying to give 100% to everything, you're going to fail, right? And so I think we end up in our diet or nutrition, and we just want to eat healthy to feel good. We just don't want to feel like crap most of the time, but we end up blaming ourselves because for some reason we have this exceptionally like self-worth tied relationship to how we feed ourselves. But if you stick to the basics and you make it easier, it's just going to be easier on yourself and then you don't have to beat yourself up as much because you're not so fatigued from it, you're not so drained, and then you're still eating meals that don't make you feel like a giant dumpster fire at the end of the day. And so first thing is one, pick a protein. We are badasses, we got big goals, we need protein for our recovery, keeping us full, crushing our days, and we really tend to undereat this. If you find that you are super hangry by mid-morning or that mid-afternoon, and you're eating just like random things for breakfast, like a granola bar, and your lunch is just like a random empty salad and things like that, like you're probably not eating well, one, enough calories at those meals, but two, protein keeps us satiated, which helps us stay fuller longer. This is advantageous for people who are maybe looking at body recomposition goals or fat loss, but in general, higher protein diets tend to be advantageous across the board, regardless of what your goals are. And so I have a ton of posts on ranges and stuff like that. I can link here in the show notes. You can get my ebook fuel, shameless plug, messy middle three is your uh, discount code for this season for all my ebooks for 15% off. And so eating more protein is going to help you. It's going to keep you full. It's going to help you feel more satisfied. It's also going to probably do a million other beneficial things for your health and your diet. So if you're not tracking your food, we want to probably aim for roughly 20 to 40 grams of protein per meal. I know that's hard to conceptualize, but probably about three to six ounces of 
leaner meat, fish, things like that. So obviously some things have more fat versus less, but usually just like three to six ounces of whatever you're eating is probably going to get you into that 20 to 40 range, maybe four to seven, just depending on the meal. And so this will depend also on how many meals you're eating a day. So you kind of want to divide your protein up across the day. And so kind of in that range and what this will look like if you are making your meals without tracking anything again, which is totally fine, is make a fist with your hands. Not everyone's fist is going to be a different size. So this is totally hard to say. So if you're a, a petite female with a tiny fist, it's going to be a lot smaller than like, like if me and Rhi just made fist and ate our protein, it's obviously going to be bigger or smaller, but generally it might also reflect your body size so you have higher lower protein intakes right we just need like 60 grams of protein more a day than me the messy middle podcast will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors Are you confused about what supplements you should actually be taking? In a world full of juice cleanses, detox teas, fancy promises, it can really be hard to trust anything. But high quality supplements, when dosed appropriately, can actually help support your fitness goals. And that's why I use Legion. I've been using Legion supplements since the beginning of this year, and after years of never really fully committing to one single brand due to lack of transparency in their labeling, unnecessary fluff, or just reporting things as blends and not knowing what's actually my product, I finally found a solid science-based product line that fits my supplementing needs. Legion's products are 100% naturally sweetened, and my favorite part, they are fully transparent in their labeling, and they use dosages that are actually backed by what the science says you need to be effective and support your fitness goals. And not the least amount you can get away with, and not just labeling as blends, but fully transparently telling you what's in your product and why they dosed it that way. And this is huge, because it lets you know exactly what you're taking and if it's actually going to be effective, and then you can know what's going into your body. My personal favorites are their cinnamon cereal whey. Yes, it tastes as good as it sounds. The mocha cappuccino plant protein. Pulse, their pre-workout, which comes in non-stimulant or caffeinated stimulant based. And Recharge, the recovery blend, which also gives me the creatine I need to move weights well in the gym. 
Legion offers 100% money back guaranteed if you're not happy with their products. And you can save 20% off your first order today with our code MESSYMIDDLE at checkout. That's M-E-S-S-Y-M-I-D-D-L-E at checkout to save 20% today. Um, so on that note, probably maybe your fist or your fist and a half, like a, maybe your full handful worth of meat or fish or whatever it is. Um, or you could even just weigh out your individual meat because that might help you hit that protein target that you're looking for. And so making that the base of your meal, like you want to have a protein source or if you're plant-based, you know, this can be tofu or really just looking at the protein content of food you're eating. So like quinoa is going to have a lot more protein in it than maybe like just salad as your base of a meal. Um, adding things like chickpeas, whatever it is. And so you want to pick your protein and then you want to pick your carb source. Carbs help us stay full. They fuel our workouts. They stop us from being hangry, angry monsters across the workday. We need like 130 grams a day just for our brains to function. So unless you're keto, then you need to be eating enough carbs. Like you either need to be full on keto and ketosis. That's a choice you can make for yourself. But if you're in that, I feel like a lot of people eat in that middle zone where they're under eating carbohydrates across the day and they just feel miserable. And you know this feeling because you feel like your brain is working on extra high effort to do any task. You need carbs, right? So we need probably about 130 grams a day just for our brains. And then whatever else you're doing for your activity level. And if you are more highly active, you're going to increase the size of this at your meal. So probably like when you're thinking of carbs, thinking straight carb sources, again, fuel will help this. I also have a couple posts on Instagram that help with this as well. Um, But helping you identify what strict carb sources are. So we're talking your breads, your grains, your rice, your potatoes, your anything that isn't like just immediately associated with fat. That isn't saying you can't have fat in your meals. I'm saying trying to ramp up the portion of your meal that is just the grain source. And so that way you are eating more. And this can also come from fruits and vegetables to some degree. Some vegetables are carbier than others. Um, But making that so you're eating adequate enough to keep you full and satisfied across your day. And then number three is season your shit. No more bland, no more boring. Seriously, at least some, add some salt and pepper. Grab and go condiments. This is a super simple way to make a boring meal taste so much better. It's going to actually make it sound like something you want to eat. It's going to make it appetizing. And so these are three tips for making your meals better, but also keeping in mind that you should have, like when you talk about making your meals of three, you might've heard me talk about this before, is you want to pick a protein, a carb, and a vegetable or fruit-based source, which fruit can overlap with carbs as well. Um, Fats are going to kind of find their way into your meals or through that seasoning or topping of things. So you can easily, you know, not intentionally go out of your way to add a ton of fats to your meals and you're probably going to get enough within your diet as long as you're eating mixed macro food sources. So you can add things like avocado, maybe some of those dressings that you're adding to spice it up, peanut butter to oats, things like that. And so really focusing on your protein, your carb, and then pairing that with like a vegetable or fruit. If you want to eat a fruit for breakfast, sometimes some of us don't like to eat vegetables for breakfast, but then making sure that you're seasoning or making it flavorful. So you actually enjoy eating it and looking forward to it. Um, and that's a really easy way to make your meal. So those are three steps to making them more exciting, but also the rules of three of a protein, carb, and a vegetable. 
and making that the foundation of your meals, especially like your lunches and your dinners, and then seasoning it up and then fats kind of fall into that adding extra flavor type thing, whether that's the oil or whatever. Um, so those are ways that just make your meal easy. I mean, look at your plate and think about a protein, a carb and a vegetable. And you don't have to think of this just being a flat plate and it's boring. You eat them all separately. Like you can mix them up. You can make a stir fry, a carb and a meat together on a bun in a, as a sandwich or a hamburger. Like that is still, you know, following these rules, your quesadilla with chicken and cheese with a side salad, like it's still following these rules. It doesn't have to always be individual sitting separate on a plate type thing, but you know, make them fun make them creative recreate meals that you know that you like and enjoy eating with these simple ways and you everything I kind of listed there you can see is like three to five ingredients so it's minimal effort you're just kind of tossing things in a plate and some days that's what I'm doing I'm tossing a random piece of fish a random vegetable and a random carb together and I'm calling it dinner and it works it just is what it is and sometimes your meals don't have to be fancy or sexy or make sense or be Instagram worthy they just need to fuel you and you know not have you dread or hate them so then when this is all said and done, pick a lazy cooking or eating method. So lower the mental effort here too. Again, if you want to make, take the time to cook a bigger, fancier meal or meal prep on the weekends, that's great and fine. But if you're in a rush or it's a busy day or whatever it is, my one favorite thing, which I already mentioned is cooking on a sheet pan. Take your frozen veggies, your meat, your fish, your rolls, your potatoes, and toss that shit on a sheet pan and throw it in the oven. Let it cook, toss it out, like put it on a plate or a bowl, season it like hell, butter is great to add. I love my butter. Um, the one nice thing that I've learned in nutrition is that peanut butter is always a smaller serving than you think it is, but butter is actually always a bigger serving than you think it is. That was like one of my pleasant surprises because I love adding butter to things that I do, but you know, I can't eat half a tub of butter every single day or I will throw up during my workouts. So cook it on a sheet pan, sheet pan for life. My favorite thing in the world Two, crock pot. You can toss a ton of shit in this bad boy. I used to have a crock pot in my masters and I would just put random things in there and you can Pinterest and look up all these easy recipes. You can get like canned veggies and like all these pre-made things and frozen chicken or whatever it is and just toss it in there and let it cook. And it just does all the work for you. So veggies, soups, chilies, like any sort of mix type thing, or you can just put meat in it and let it cook the meat and it'll help keep it really moist because you can cook it with water and stuff like that, especially chicken and self pull it apart and have it for the week. Really easy. You toss it in, you let it sit there. Bam. You have meal prepped for the week. Very minimal effort. Bada bing, bada boom. And number three is boil it, baby. So toast it, microwave it, nuke it, put in a pile of water, like whatever you need to do to just easy, low effort, heat up basic items. So a lot of canned or prepackaged or frozen food can be used this way. And again, earlier, kind of falling more in the crock pot thing is gonna be like the instant pots or all those things that are out today. But think about just, there's so much out there that you can use that re reduces your effort of this. So keeping in mind, not everyone can go and afford an instant pot or a crock pot. But if you have an oven, you technically can crock pot food on the top of it with just a big pot or cooking things on sheet pans. Like I'm not even kidding when I tell you guys that we have a kettle, a toaster and an oven. And I've been living off that for two years now. And, you know, shockingly, don't admit this to Regis because he doesn't listen to the podcast. I have not 
died. I've survived. Now, having a microwave would have been very nice, but I've survived reheating my food on the stove or cooking my food on the stove. It's not the end of the world. So making cooking low effort. And again, you can bulk do all this stuff, keep it in individual containers in the fridge. And then as you go across the week, mix and match random meals. So personally, what I like to do is I will bulk my lunches. Breakfast is always really easy for me. It's usually low effort. I'm eating things like a bagel with peanut butter and a protein shake, or um, I've been doing waffles this week with a protein shake. Um, sometimes I'll do egg wraps or just really, really low effort things. And then dinner is usually pretty easy because I will just toss my dinner um, on a pan or I'll boil something and put something else on a plan. So usually dinner is easier for me to be more variable with. And if I have an extra busy week, then I'll, I will prep some stuff for dinner. But lunch is the thing that is always the hardest for me. And I personally need to eat like two lunches every day, which is so inconvenient because I have to feed myself twice. So I will do my bulk prep really for lunch. So I pick really easy, low effort ingredients for breakfast that take like no effort to cook. Lunch, I'm bulk prepping things that I can just toss together and reheat. And then dinner is like a sheet pan meal or something on the stove top or something really easy or I'm quite honestly ordering something out but that's really how I approach it but that's what works for me I find a way to make these things low effort but within that I'm still getting I'm usually eating a f berries I eat a lot of berries with breakfast all the time so I'm always kind of getting some sort of nutrient fiber things like that in with my um, grains I'm usually eating like a Dave's killer bagel so there is some fiber in there it's a whole grain and then for lunch and dinner I just have random vegetables tossed in with that that allow me to meet those needs and goals in a way that isn't hard because it can seem like cooking vegetables or the healthy stuff just takes so much effort but if it's just bulk prep or low easy prepped and then you season it again, emphasis on seasoning it, it actually tastes really good and you look forward to your meals. Like a lot of my really quote unquote healthy meals, I look forward to because they taste just really good. Like they, if you cook them, not even that well, just like you season them and actually let them cook appropriately, it can actually end up being really, really good meals for such low effort. And so really easy things that I like to grab for shopping that helps me personally. But again, you don't have to do this. And this is kind of reiterating what we talked about earlier in the podcast is I love berries or prepackaged fruit or veggies. If you can afford it, pre-cut up stuff can be really helpful. I just personally can't bring myself to do that yet. And then I usually convince Reed just to, to prep my food for me and cut it up because I hate doing it. Um, so berries, apples, clementines, I don't know, cherries, pears, all that really easy grab and go stuff. Keep it on your counter or in your fridge right in front of you and you'll be more inclined to eat it as well. Microwave, pre-frozen meals or sides. Um, this helps me a ton. If you guys have a fridge at work where you can leave stuff, I actually like within graduate school, I have like a lab freezer and I keep emergency frozen meals in there for days where I'm really extra busy or I might forget something or I might, you know, need food and I didn't plan for it. And that's always really helpful. And now I have some in my fridge here. Bulk or frozen meat or fish. I eat a lot of fish. Um, usually if I'm eating meat, I buy it fresh and I just prepare it for the week and I know that that's what I'm gonna eat that week. But I almost always have frozen like salmon. I have like these pre-breaded cod things from Kroger that I really like, uh, shrimp. I just eat a lot of fish. But you can buy frozen chicken and whatever too. Make sure you de-thaw it. It gets flashbacks of your mom growing going up yelling at you to defry, uh, defrost your food before she gets home. Uh, frozen veggies or canned veggies, whatever it is that's affordable, healthy, lazy. You need these for like a dollar bag. You don't need to buy the big expensive name brand ones, but you can if you want them pre-seasoned or like in pre-sauces for you and that makes it easier for you to eat them. Like they have that and that's great, but you can usually get them for like a dollar something at Target, Kroger, Walmart, whatever it is. Um, it's healthy and lazy, which is like all what I'm about. Pre-bag salad mix. 
I find that if I make low barrier to entry salads for myself, I actually eat a lot more and I just add it to the side of things. So I just get like the ripped up spring mix or romaine, whatever I'm in the mood for. And I'll buy like random salad toppings to put on top of it. But sometimes I'm just eating that with like maybe some feta cheese and just calling it a day because it just helps me get in some more greens, bagels, English muffins, waffles, whatever it is helps me a lot for breakfast. Butter and cheese, duh, best toppings. Obviously, we can go overboard with these, but they can help add some flavor and some fat to some stuff to really dress up and really boring stuff. Pre-made protein shakes. Shameless plug for Legion, who sponsors the Messy Middle podcast. You can use the code Messy Middle for 20% off your first order or double points when you order again. But Legion's whey protein and plant proteins are truly the best proteins that I've ever had. I used to dry drinking protein shakes every day, but I truly do need a protein shake to meet my protein goals most days of the week. And so I drink one of these every single day. I usually do it with breakfast or right before bed. And then oatmeal or cereal help me a lot. I do sometimes actually mix my protein with my cereal. Like I'll make cereal milk with their cereal milk flavor so they have uh, like a cinnamon toast crunchy one and then like a fruit loops one and i'll mix it with the cereal and that is actually a great pre-workout meal for me allows me to get protein and carbs in oatmeal is obviously if that's a microwave quick easy great breakfast option eggs or your milk alternative um that you like to use and especially for mixing with protein shakes they're way better when you mix them with milk like don't mix them with water and then i always get something that's sweet a dessert uh a yasso bar or similar and that helps me i love desserts i love something sweet and so i eat this every single night after dinner and that's just something that i've always done and i will always do but i always get something that tastes really good and excites me i get ice cream bars or like the smaller klondike bars or whatever it is and it's something easy that doesn't weigh heavy and i don't feel really like that sugar rush crash high after dinner before bed but it's just something that's sweet and I can look forward to it in the day and I don't eat it every single night of the week but I just keep them around for when I want them and sometimes I eat them on a random Tuesday afternoon because I'm an adult and I can so there you have it that is my lazy list approach to eating and I want you guys to know that again lazy doesn't mean that you are bad lazy doesn't actually mean that you're lazy lazy actually means you're being efficient right we need to feed ourselves well we need to be well fed we need to fuel our bodies for our mental and physical goals every day we cannot crush everything we have to do if we are underfed but we also don't need it to cost an exorbitant amount of mental energy like it's just not necessary we don't need to do that and it will make our lives that much easier and so if you are a parent or you have a partner and you're trying to apply this to other people, I mean, you might have to adjust a little bit. I don't really know a whole bunch about feeding children, but I do know about feeding Regis, and so he's pretty similar to this as well. Um, but it's really, really helpful. It makes my life so much easier, especially as a student and someone running a business while also being a student and also needing to meet certain nutritional goals and needs for all my training and performance. And it just makes my life easier because like I said it just takes a lot of effort for me to feed myself as much as I need to and so I try to reduce that as much as I can and so with that being said I hope you found this helpful I hope you found it refreshing to know that you can reduce the effort of your meals you don't need to eat like 27 ingredient acai bowls every single day for every single meal you can be well fed you can be healthy and you can eat a wide variety of things in a very simple manner and you can also mix in more fancy creative things if you want to cook something one day you want to make a big fancy breakfast or a fancy dinner when you have the time this isn't saying that you can never do that this is just saying for those busy seasons of life those days those weeks where things are a little crazy reducing that effort can actually allow you to feed yourself because that's usually when we either go you know screw it all and just eat like six to meals of Taco Bell in a week or we don't feed ourselves at all and then we end up just not feeling good and performing our best and doing all the things that we need to do at our highest efficiency or just you know 
feeling good in our bodies and our digestion and our energy and those things that we all kind of ignore sometimes when we think about like nutrition and food but they they matter and count too and so the goal of this is not to give you something that's necessarily a diet tool but rather a tool that allows you to have sustained blood sugar across your day and cognitive efficiency and energy for your workouts and energy to do all the things you need to do so anyway that is lazy list nutrition in the show notes i will link for you my laziness list nutrition guide, which is free. You can get fuel, which is an expansion of everything I talked about today. If you want to learn more about protein, carbs, fats, individual ingredients that you can shop for to fit those in your diet, a simplified shopping list or like, uh, grocery shopping tool that's in, at the very end of fuel and you can save uh, 15% off that with code messy middle three and then if you do want a protein supplement that's going to help you fill your dietary needs legion protein sponsors the podcast we love them their way is fantastic their plant protein is actually really good too we really like that a lot we just consumes it all before i even get a chance every month because it's that good um and so messy middle is going to get you 20 percent off your first order there and or double points on any future order and so if you do use the code messy middle let me know let me know if you like it let me know if you tried it and remember they give you to 100 money back guaranteed if you don't love the product so you really don't have anything to lose out on and so i hope you learned something today that you can be lazy and efficient in a way that is actually productive and so go forth in your life be well fed be messy, be lazy, whatever you need to do. We will catch you next week on the Messy Middle Podcast. I hope that you loved today's episode. If you did, consider writing a review, sharing with your friends, sharing your story, and tag with me. Um, I will catch you next week. Until then, live well, demand better, and stay messy. I'll see you in the next episode, guys. Bye.